We like you. Do you want me to play my Omnichord for everyone? Sure. You know what? Why the fuck not? Uh, and we can... Uh, it'll be... Uh, pay to make him stop. Ace. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> to plug it in. So donate enough to make John stop playing the Omnichord. <laughs> Let me... Oh, I'm sure it's going to be awesome. Oh. All right. Hopefully it doesn't too loud click in here. No, that wasn't right, too bad. We get an extra special concert, guys. It's uh, John Ross plugged in. Ready, everyone? Let's see here. All right. There it is. Does it, does it need to be louder? No, that's perfect. <laughs> we need to crank it up. I mean, it's a perfect All cranking. Right. That's That's a good sound. Roughly 24 to 92 hours ago, Stab's team of comedy scientists commissioned four specific humorists to give various potentially comedic takes on several random topics, which they'll now perform for the first and likely last time in front of a live studio audience. That's you. In a show called... Stab, Stab. Oh my God. Welcome to Stab, everyone. Welcome. Uh, thanks for tuning in. We're, uh, we've been uh, doing a bunch of shows here during the Stabathon, and now we're to our. Everyone's just going crazy on my phone right now. But uh, anyway, we're here. We're usually here every Friday night, right around 10 o'clock uh, when we're open, but we've been doing 9 o'clock shows now. You know what? Just keep tuning in. I don't know when the fuck we're here. Anyway, do you guys want to meet your, your contestants? Yes, okay, good response. Uh, was it Aviva Siegel? Hello, Aviva Siegel, everyone clap for her. Uh, David <laughs> Coleman, he's got stripes. <laughs> when he moves around, he has other prints behind that. Yes. Then sitting down there at the end, Mr. Jesse Jones. Jesse oh, hey Jones. guys, hi there. Oh, now watch this fade out. My name is John Morris Ross IV. Smooth. Oh my God, that was... That was real smooth. So that smooth. was real smooth. Well, there, oh, now I just turned my stupid phone off. Um, let's let's meet everyone really quick. Aviva, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Good. Uh, sorry to hear the car alarm going off <laughs> in my neighborhood right now. Um, I live in a bustling city, <laughs> and uh, things like this they happen. Understandable. I thought it was a. a a dot matrix printer. <laughs> it sounds like that. It's just the kind of music I'm into, actually. <laughs> there we go. You're in L.A. now. That's the, that's music there. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us. It's been a while since we've had you on, and uh, thanks for coming back and doing it again. Thanks for having me. I love STEM. Awesome. Thank you. Well, David, David Coleman, hello. How are you? I am doing pretty well. I'm yeah. Excited. I, like, briefly was doing really well and then remembered, like, every situation in the world right now and changed my mind. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for being here. Um, I, yeah. Obviously, you've already plugged some shows prior, but you're going to be doing a show. To, when is this? Tomorrow? Tuesday. Tuesday, Tuesday at Not 6 tomorrow. p.m. on all the, the stab platforms that you're letting me use right. to stream. Well, thank you for putting together something. Yeah. All that stuff. Me. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, David. And Jesse Jones. Hey. Hello. Hi there. Hey, John. Hey, welcome. 
All right. Well, let's go ahead and start playing this. Uh, it's not a game. Let's just start doing the show. <laughs> How about that? All right. Here we go. Let's play Stab. There it is. There it is. All right. This first segment is called Reorganization. Please take the following acronym. Reimagine it. What does it now stand for? Who or what? does it now represent um it's all the rage and sweeping the globe in more ways than one guys uh today's acronym is cancel c-a-n-c-e-l uh david we're gonna start with you what does what does cancel mean to you all right nepotism in film is as pervasive as ever and you have to know somebody to be somebody Hollywood actors and directors are constantly bombarded with requests from family who want to break into the business. For a while, younger relatives were just stuck with a department head and given a title like best boy. If your cousin really wants to be in movies, let them haul around some electrical equipment. But what if you have a really stupid family? Just idiots. These are the people that inspired those how many does it take to screw in a light bulb jokes. You are not putting them near professional lighting. So for those family members you can't get rid of and you can't give real responsibility to, we have the camera angle nesting coherence equipment lab. Okay. Here's how you explain it to your sister when she wants to know what her son is doing on the set of your film. Okay, Josie. So we get some real technical shots here. On this camera stand, it has to rotate. It's very expensive equipment. This piece of metal has to sit just perfectly flush with this piece of metal. If they aren't, the angle will be off. So we have a guy, the hardware lead, who is in charge of making sure everything with the equipment is perfectly calibrated. And little Gary is his go-to guy when he needs anything. Some of the best people in Hollywood started out as technical assistants. Yeah, screws. We're talking about screws. Your nephew is the assistant to the guy who's in charge of screws. If a screw falls out of a piece of equipment, it is your nephew's job to hand this guy his toolbox. So this guy can replace the screw, but only if it's a screw in a joint on a non-stationary camera. If it's any other equipment or a camera that stays in one place, that's a union position. So your, your nephew will be the camera angle nesting coherence equipment line. Very good. David Coleman. One more time, everyone, for David Coleman. One more. Two more times. Why not? All right. Aviva, what does cancel mean to you? Now, what does cancel mean to me? So um, a young woman named Tara Lee Patrick. Have you heard of her? I have. Really? Okay, well, don't say (laughs) Really? No. Have you? Potentially. Okay. Now, Tarley Patrick was born on April 20th, 1972, a great day and a fun year as well, I'm sure. Um, now, she's a, a model, an actress, a television. Yes, I know who this is. Yes. Okay, well, just zip the lip then. Now, she is a, a model, an actress, television personality, a singer, a dancer. She began her career as a singer after moving to Minneapolis, where she met Prince, who produced her self-titled debut studio album. Her husband was former NBA star Dennis Rodman, with whom she married at a Las Vegas ceremony in 2018. Now, um, can anyone... (laughs) It brings me to this. (laughs) 
can anyone notice Carmen Electra's lies? That's all I'm trying to say here. She's been, you know, first of all, her birth name is Tara, not her name that we see every day on the on the screen and all of the um, many publications we currently see Carmen Electra's name in. So again, I ask, can anyone notice Carmen Electra's lies? <laughs> Carmen Electra, that's right. Yeah, she's, I mean, a very, a very uh, relevant model still. Super topical. Very Super good. Model. I was watching uh, Baywatch on Pluto TV the other day. So. Nice. Anyway, I don't know why I admitted that. You Jessica. knew who she was the second I said the name Tara Lee Patrick? No, I thought it was someone else because there was a... Okay. Yeah, never mind. We don't need to know who I thought it was. <laughs> okay. No, I, I absolutely assume that you uh, that sounded... Because I, I don't know anybody by the name, but it also sounded to me like what I think it sounded to John as a porn star. Tara Patrick. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, from the 90s. This was a... Gotcha. Yeah, so I was like, well, I don't know her middle name, so I'm assuming... <laughs> I don't look up porn stars' middle names. It's personal. Okay. I don't look at porn. Jesse Jones. Yeah. <laughs> I go to, for the articles. I go for the comment section. Uh, Jesse Jones, what does cancel mean to you? I don't allow can't into my life. I've expelled it from my very being. Like you might squeeze yesterday's breakfast into your respective city's septic system. I expelled can't from my existence long ago. I started a lot like you. A miserable excuse for a worthless accomplished nothing, trudging through life, waiting impatiently for the self-inflicted bullet with my name on it to find me. Then one day, I said no to no. I imbued myself with a power which raised me from numb, lifeless worker drone to master of my destiny and made can't my bitch. Science thinks it's so smart. I disagree. Science says we're made of a collection of cells just because they don't understand what we're really made of. Sheer will and determination. So I took the often wrong guessology of science and pumped it full of a couple powerful squirts of my own unshakable belief in my awesomeness and the unstoppable power of my incomparable, incomparable will and fierce tenacity. And I'm here to share with you how you can do it too. All the secrets of how to slap your life's obstacles in the face with your girthy determination is here in my 12-CD Power Unleashment Seminar which you can use to transform yourself from a uh, to transform yourself at the cellular level imbuing yourself with the power of the can cell. And yes, that cell with one L. Why? Cuz I can do in three letters what it takes science for. There's nothing I can't do because of the power that I have infused into every can cell of my body through positive visualization and brute determination. I'm going to defeat death itself with my power of affirmative belief and thought new ninjutsu. Disease can smell can't, and it burrows deep down inside, inside those can'ts, and it starts spreading its won'ts to all your might-nots, and before you know it, you don't, and you never will again. 
My training helps you drive out the can't and send it pack into Loserville, where ex-wives and ungrateful kids drive cars and live in houses you paid for. So if you want to learn all the universal secrets of the can cells living inside of you, just get my seminar for nine easy payments of forty four ninety five, and you'll be on your way to kicking failure in the crotch of disappointment and fly into the cloud fortress of anything is possible by today. Very good. That was reorganization. There we go. You had to get that whole sound effect out. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that brings us to uh, the segment number two, the top three Google searches of uh, contestants. Please have composed three Google searches from the perspective of the following. Uh, single people right now. That's right. What are single people typing into Google nowadays? I know we're all coupled up, everyone. So uh, just imagine. Put yourself there. Uh, we'll do one at a time, and we'll start with David. What's your first of three uh, Google searches from a single person. Uh, local single men, six feet tall, willing to lie down at reference point. <laughs> All right. Aviva, you're first of three. I just wrote cartoon, cartoon porn. <laughs> <laughs> Never seen it. What Never else? Miss <laughs> <laughs> Crew, please. <laughs> Jesse Jones. Um, how can you tell if your cat really loves you? <laughs> Very good. Very sad. Uh, David, your second of three. Blue balls rate comorbidity. <laughs> All right. Aviva, your second of three. Number two, um, went ahead and put down. <laughs> <laughs> I said I just said cartoon porn again. <laughs> cartoon porn. Lots of cartoon porn. Just very very persistent. Good. Very, very good. If you search something a second time, you usually get different results. So. <laughs> right. Different days maybe. Yeah. Different popularities of uh Jesse Jones, your uh second of three. Is there any way to tell if your plants love you? Hmm. Even sadder. <laughs> All right, David, you're third of three. Cartoon porn. No, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Animal Crossing Cat Villager Raymond fan art. All right. Aviva, you're third of three. Yeah, I said, uh, said cartoon porn again sure. on the third. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think this is what people are doing. <laughs> a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Whether they're single or not, we're all doing it. We're all Googling cartoon is, porn. I, see, I think the reason it's, it's Googled all the same, uh, the same thing over and over again is because you have to do it once on your phone, once on your desktop, once on your tablet. That's what it is. Yeah, unless you you're Googling. Have, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. You understand. Yeah. Well, you just have to keep oh, doing right. it if you only search in incognito. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> Jesse Jones, you're third of three. Uh, has ever has anyone ever really loved me? Follow up. Are gun stores essential businesses? <laughs> Very good. And that was the top three Google searches. 
from the perspective of never masturbated to uh, cartoon porn personally. Uh, I have met people that admit to it, though. And uh, that brings us to our third segment. (laughs) Seamlessly. To our third segment. Uh, This was today once. David Coleman, uh, you're going to be doing two, I understand. So we're going to do you, then Aviva, and then you, and then Jesse. All right? Extra credit? Yeah, he's the first person that we've ever found that likes this prompt enough to actually ask <laughs> to do the, the other guest's prompt. I actually, I have bad news. I could not make his prompt work because I got too angry about the whole labor movement thing. <laughs> you just oh, hated one. All right, that's fine. That's I fine. like this prompt. I personally like this prompt. Aviva, I think you had one once that was like a... Um, it was a, a murderer, and it was a necktie day. Yeah, I, I definitely was, remember the tie. I remember the necktie, and it was like a murderer from India or something. I just, for some reason, that's yes. in my head. Anyway. It, yeah, it's right. a fun mental exercise. I like it a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So David, we're going to go ahead and start. Uh, David. David uh, is the, David's the anti-Jojo. <laughs> right. <laughs> David is like, I want higher than a 4.0. <laughs> and he's just... All right, here we go. Ah. <laughs> All right, David. On this date, 524, King Sigismund of Burgundy is executed at Orleans, Orleans, Orleans after an eight-year reign and is succeeded by his brother, Godomar. Uh, also on this date, 1999, SpongeBob SquarePants premieres on Nickelodeon. Uh, how'd you choose to celebrate these two events in tandem? Okay, so... I am extremely familiar with SpongeBob. I was less familiar with this 6th century king. Uh, so come with me on a research journey. <laughs> um, if you type in Sigismund of in Google, you'll get in this order Sigismund of Hungary, Sigismund of Russia, Sigismund of Poland, Sigismund of Austria, Sigismund of Transylvania, Sigismund of Burgundy. He is the sixth most notable dude named Sigismund who is known for being from a place. It, is such, it was such a, an insane mishmash of information about this guy. I learned the following things in this order. He was a king. He ruled for eight years, which is 13 years less than SpongeBob has been on the air. He was killed and his brother took over the kingdom and killed the people who killed him. He was executed and then thrown in a well. He once was asked by four bishops to stop this dude who was committing incest, and he said no and just the, and just threw the bishops out of the kingdom. He strangled his own son to death. After murdering his son, he impersonated a monk to evade capture, you know, like Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> he was venerated as a saint. He was a saint. The wealthy, pro-incest, son-murdering, monk-impersonating king who isn't from Hungary, Prussia, Poland, Austria, Transylvania, was sainted. You know how someone reminds you that a movie won Best Picture and you think, yeah, but what else came out that year? (laughs) Sigismund of Burgundy is the English patient of saints. (laughs) Saint Siggy is the patron saint of the following. Germanic people. People who enjoy a good book. Monarchs and monasteries. I like to think that he impersonated a monk, got into a bunch of hijinks, got killed, thrown down a well, 
And the monks were like, honestly, that's the most fun we've had in years. Fuck Francis of Assisi. Make that dude our patron saint. Uh, this is the one day a year I attend mass. And I commemorate this day by singing the traditional hymn of the saint. I'd love to do it here with you now. <laughs> Not mine. So join with me if you know the liturgy. Are you ready, church? And also with you. I can hear you. And also with you. Who lived in the future, Czech Republic, Sig of Burgundy, murdered his son after supporting incest, Sig of Burgundy, shanked in a convent and thrown in a well, Sig of Burgundy, our favorite saint who's going to hell, Sig of Burgundy, Sig of Burgundy, Sig of Burgundy, Sig of Burgundy. Very good, David. We'll see you in a second. Great job. Great song. Aviva, it's your turn. Okay. Uh, on this date, 1840, the Penny Black, the first official adhesive postage stamp, is issued in the United Kingdom. Uh, also on this very date, 1961, the Prime Minister of Cuba, Fidel Castro, proclaims Cuba a socialist nation and abolishes elections. Uh, how'd you choose to celebrate the aforementioned events in tandem? Oh, believe it or not, I um, actually on this day, I prepared a song myself <laughs> great now sing it right now because uh i want my penny black penny black penny black penny black penny back penny back i want my penny black penny black penny back penny black penny black penny black i want my penny black penny black penny black penny black cuba elections are gone that's it <laughs> very very good very good we're going to go back to our first singer, uh, David Coleman. Uh, on this date, 1884, the Federation of Organized Trades and Labor Unions demands the eight-hour workday in the United States. Uh, also on this very date, 1999, the body of British climber George Mallory is found on Mount Everest 75 years after his disappearance in 1924. Uh, How did you choose to celebrate these things all mashed up? Okay, so... Um, so I, I have very few thoughts, but, um, the eight hour work day, uh, is kind of sad. I, I think we should, uh, continue to have the same work ethic that people used to have. Um, and just like George Mallory, um, who, by the way, there's still argument over whether he reached the summit of Mount Everest. He might've been the first person to reach the top of Mount Everest, but people still argue over it. Um, so if you work yourself to death uh, after 75 years, maybe you'll still be remembered as somebody who might have accomplished something. <laughs> and I, I celebrate that by working for eight hours and having indoor heat. Very good. <laughs> Very good, David Coleman. No song for this one? No? I, We're not I gonna go for to write a song. Okay. That's all right. Jesse Jones yep. on this date, 1900, the Schofield mine disaster kills over 200 men in Schofield, Utah, in what to date is the fifth worst mining accident in the United in the United States history. Uh, also on this very date, 1956, the polio vaccine is developed by Jonas Salk 
and it's made available to the public. Yep. Uh, how'd you choose to celebrate the aforementioned events in tandem? Well, before I actually get into it, I don't know if you've noticed, but I have, and I'm sure Stephen has, um, that lately I yell a lot in this show. <laughs> uh, and this ain't no different. <clears throat> but when, when you hear why, you'll understand. Oh, God. I'm going to yell at people calling the... We're live. Don't call the hotline. <laughs> it goes to my phone, you sons of bitches. All right. <laughs> now I really have a reason to yell. All right. I'm just waiting for another call to come through, and uh, you're going to... Okay. <clears throat> so, mind disaster, polio vaccine. Has nothing to do with what I'm about to say. Everybody dies. That's how it has something to do. Okay. Everybody dies. That's the one thing that we all have in common. That and our collective disbelief that, according to Jim, somehow lasted eight seasons. Eight seasons! Jim Belushi! The TJ Maxx of people! Jim Belushi! What would happen if a yawn and a fart angrily fucked in a Tim Hortons bathroom and then had the baby out of spite? Jim Belushi! The answer to the question, what would happen if a pillowcase full of crumpled dress shirts was wished to life by a divorced dad who took an improv class in high school? Jim fucking Belushi! God damn it! (laughs) We've been doing this show for seven years. And I'm pretty sure the number of people who have actually listened to us over the last seven years couldn't fill any one of Jim Belushi's seven swimming pools bought with according to Jim money. It's been a long week, guys. Oh, where was I? Uh, Oh, right. Everybody dies. The only positive thing that can possibly be taken from this is that someday... Jim Belushi will die too. And for that, I'm sure we can all agree it's worth having to see everyone we've ever loved slowly deteriorate before our eyes and disappear into memory. Because, like for them, death will one day come for Jim Belushi. Thank you. (laughs) That was, this was, today once. Someone's a... Alarm is going off, I believe. Oh, that's somebody calling the hotline. Oh, someone calling the hotline. <laughs> Very good. It's probably some dickhead kid from Twitch. <laughs> oh, that would be fun. Who's about to own you? You want to get so owned, guys? <laughs> all right. Well, this uh, brings us to our next segment, the fourth of five segments. We're almost done. We're gonna go back to back to bed. Uh, <laughs> this fourth segment's called Toyify It. Uh, please tell us what this toy is, who it's for, and how it's used. Uh, all these toys are just made-up words. <laughs> David Coleman, what is fat sand? Okay, uh, fat sand is the beach blown up to a size you can cuddle. <laughs> the what? <laughs> Sorry. It's a, the beach, like the what beach. sand is blown up to a size you can cuddle. Um <laughs> It's just rocks. We sell rocks. We're rebranding pet rocks. Um, or uh, natural paperweights. 
Would you buy that? Um, small boulders. <laughs> really tiny planets. <laughs> Life-sized potato statues. <laughs> Old world adulterous repellent. Um, retaining wall starter packs. Um, disappointing geode kits. I just got a lot of rocks. I I just want to sell them. Very good, David Coleman. Selling fat sand. Very good. Oh man, uh, Aviva. Sell us or tell us what toy this is. The memory umbrella. Oh, oh, this can't fit over my head, right? Let's give let's give that a shot. Whoa. This is wild, this thing. Oh yeah, that's the memory umbrella for you. Well you know, here we go. Looks really good. Well, whether it's your first skin knee, your first breakup, or your dog running away to heaven, I think we can all agree that life has its share of painful moments. And what are moments called when they're stored in our brains? Um, they're called memories. And what do we do with painful uh, memories? We want them to go away forever. Introducing the memory umbrella. <laughs> now, the memory umbrella fits over your head where all the sad thoughts live. And I know what you're thinking. Doesn't an umbrella usually shield you from droplets of water falling from the sky? Not in this case. Um, the technology is so advanced, uh, even I don't know how it works. And I'm a genius. All I know is when I put this thing on, I don't remember a goddamned thing. The memory umbrella. Thank you. Very good, Aviva. Very good. That was great. Oh, I just love that somehow Aviva just happened to have a prop that just worked. For- <laughs> <laughs> no, she created that. <laughs> there we go. Jesse Jones. Yeah. Your toy is called... B-Ducks. Yeah. B-E-E-D-U-C-K-S. B-Ducks. New from Last Minute Toys. It's all <laughs> of the best toys we just threw together at the last minute. When we were running late for our presentation to the boss, realizing we drank a half bottle of vodka the night before our pitch meeting, and frantically snatched all of our kids' crayon drawings off the fridge as we flew out the door in a panic. <laughs> so check out our new line of hastily justified action figures and play sets, like Bee ducks. They're like ducks with big black and yellow stripy bodies, but, but big duck bills and bobbly antenna. And hey, look at those big bee-style wings on their back. They still have like duck arms, which technically would be their wings, but they're just arms because they already have bee-style wings. So, yeah, bee ducks. Or... Uh, here it's a it's a pink spaceship for girl aliens. Uh, look in the bubble dome. They're green with big black eyes and pretty long blonde hair. And the flying saucer is pink 
and when it flies, it's rainbow engines. Just, just their only form of exhaust is lots of flowers. Uh, oh, and what about furniture, friends? Uh, all of the furniture you might find in your regular house, but they've all got faces and hands. There's big old Couchington uh, with great big sleepy eyes and big white gloves on the arms. He's the biggest furniture friend, and he sleeps a lot. And there, there's dining room chair Lissa with, again, big googly-style eyes, but they have eyelashes because it's a girl chair, and there's a <laughs> vacuum with eyes and hands and a cat box and a sad, droopy beanbag. And, you know, anything that's a furniture and could have eyes and hands. Furniture friends! <laughs> Last-minute toys. If we, if we had time... To think about them, we probably wouldn't have made them. So good thing we don't, and we do things in a hurry. Last Minute Toys, available exclusively at 7-Eleven and AMPM checkout counters. That was Toyify It. That brings us to our final segment of the evening, uh, called Write an Erotic Poem About It. Everyone, please have composed uh, an erotic poem in regards to the following topics. Uh, David Coleman, let's hear your erotic poem about Talk radio. Yes. Lots. <laughs> Low voice. Sultry. Hard. Stern. How stern? How word stern? <laughs> Tie me up. Gag me. Give me a hefty FCC fine. Right in my face. <laughs> Say it. Now. No hesitation. No seven-second delay. Don't touch that dial. Touch my dial. You have the face for it. I can see it in your voice. I want to hear you tell me what's happening. I want you to describe to me what you're doing. I want to have you here with me. We should segregate buses again. Sorry, Rush Limbaugh took over for a second. Let's do it in my car. Let's do it in most auto repair shops for some reason. Let's do it in my office cubicle at a respectful volume. Your voice is deep. I want the rest of you deep. Ooh, that's where we're going to end it on there. All right. (laughs) Good job, David. Uh, Aviva, let's hear your erotic poem about archery. I draw my bow. She draws a she draws a bath. I give her the old Flemish twist. <laughs> what is a Flemish twist? You ask. It's a little asterisk in here. So a Flemish twist is the traditional longbow string with the loops made in the same manner as a rope by twisting and splicing rather than being a continuous strand of string material with the loops formed by serving, and it can be used with recurves, but not recommended. <laughs> she shoots her arrow in my range. Bullseye. <laughs> Very good. Very good. <laughs> Jesse Jones, yeah. your erotic poem about barbershop quartets. Okay. Um, I wrote two lines for this poem. These are the first two lines I wrote. After writing these two lines, I stopped because I know everything after it 
would just have been chasing the dragon of these first two lines, and it would all just be padding around these two perfect lines. <clears throat> so right. I stopped. Uh, for the first time in my life, I saw that I needed to go no further and actually didn't. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. so please enjoy what wasn't originally going to be my entire poem, but quickly became my entire poem after I realized what I'd just done. This explanation of my poem is almost seven times longer than my poem. (laughs) My erotic poem about barbershop quartets in two lines. (laughs) The way you fuck in perfect harmony. Four dicks plowing so hard feels like you're farming me. Thank you. (laughs) All right. And, And that's the end of Stab. One more time for everyone you saw this evening. Uh, David Coleman, <laughs> Aviva Siegel, Jesse Jones, Woo! and David Coleman again on one prompt. <laughs> uh, if you'd like to hear more of Stabs, go to one of our many online outlets, the primary of which being uh, Spotify. Or uh, you can watch all these episodes on on Twitch and uh, all kinds of stuff. Thanks, guys. Uh, uh, that was fun. <laughs> hey, good stuff. I had so much fun. Yeah. I'm going to change I'm going to change the speaker view so you can have it. There you go. Sing along if you know this song. <laughs> John Ross live from Placerville. That's what this album is. I don't know those lyrics to the song, but I'm going to hum it. We gonna do Omnicord karaoke? Oh shit! I just came up with the perfect idea, Omnicord karaoke. <laughs> just retire now. <laughs> Ten dollars a song. Ten dollars a song for Omnicord karaoke. Everyone sing along. I'm gonna put it on the flute. Vibrato. Here we go. Sure. Here comes a solo. Break it down. <laughs> Donations better be pouring in. I mean, I'm. You guys. This is a once-in-a-lifetime concert experience. Your donations make shows like this possible. They didn't believe the Omnicord could rock like this. And then John Ross took the stage in Placerville. 
hurts. <laughs> you got to get those Omnicord arms back in shape. Actually having to look up what an Omnicord is. It's <laughs> based on the sound it's making. I'm an indie god. Well, you can't be an, Im- an indie god when all of these requests for Freebird keep pouring in. Freebird. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs>